0: 630 Chad inside sports with Reed Wilkins weekdays at six on
1: 630 Chad.
0: Okay. In the third, it's two, two red winds, uh, red wings and penguins. After the first Rangers lead the wild two nothing. First period avalanche, Chicago, no score Bruins and coyotes coming up in a few minutes as are the Capitals and the stars. You've had Lundquist get his number retired in New York. Zuboff for the stars tonight. The uh, Oilers are going to play Montreal tomorrow, and the uh, Senators on Monday. And we'll have Senators defenseman Nick Holden on the show in a few minutes, who is from St. Albert. I feel like everybody is from St. Albert. Is that just me? I, I feel like there are. I-, I feel like it's mathematically impossible that there are as many people from St. Albert as there are. If that makes sense. I mean, what, how many people live there? What is it, 80,000? I don't even know how big it is. It can't be that big, but I feel like if you run into a random person, it's like, well, where are you from? It's more likely they're going to say St. Albert than Edmonton. I don't know. Maybe the community just freaks me out. <laughs> there's, there's a quote for it. That's, that's what they're going to put on the sign. Welcome to St. Albert. Then in quotation marks, this community just freaks me out. Read Wilkins underneath the quote. Hey, if you're listening in St. Albert, I love you. You just freak me out. That's all that I'm saying. Uh, the Oilers game tomorrow. Oh, so Zuboff in Dallas had his number retired. Oilers play the Senators on Monday. They have a player named Zub. And for those of you of uh, Ukrainian heritage, you probably know, Zub means tooth. So whenever they play Ottawa and I hear the name Zub, I imagine like a big... Tooth stick handling down the ice or playing defense. Don't you learn a lot listening to this show? I mean, I, I feel like I'm teaching you a lot. i It is it is true that, and I, I don't want a lot of people spreading this around because I want the people who don't do know it's kind of like a bonus in kids, especially as school kids. If you're listening, and and thanks for listening. I need, I need the younger audience. Uh, if you tell. If you don't go to school, right, and then the next day your teacher says, where were you? You say, no, 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 I listened to inside sports last night. And then you just kind of give them like a little wink, you know, like that little or like a, you give them a little nudge nudge with your elbow. They'll just give they'll just kind of give you a, a very assured nod. Like, OK, you got you didn't come to school, but you got your education because you listen to inside sports. So everything's fine. 780-496-0063 is the hotline it is presented by certainty professional grade building materials you can follow me on twitter at Reed wilkins r-e-i-d-w-i-l-k-i-n-s i don't tweet a lot lots of oilers and elk stuff and you can email the show inside sports at 630 shed.com i actually got a really nice email from a listener earlier this week who uh was encouraged to by uh, hearing Victor Qui on the show, the new president and CEO of the Elks. And oh, I got an email this afternoon from somebody else who, uh, where is it now? I should read it. Uh, who likes the new signing by the Elks, the new quarterback. There it is, Brian. JT Barrett signed with the Elks. My Buckeye pals are going to be so jealous of my Barrett Elks jersey. Start planning the Great Cup parade. That is Buckeye Brian inside sports at 630Ched.com. Well, Chris Jones has been busy. Uh, you know, some of the moves have been have been tough. Hugh O'Neill was let go. The, the punter. Sir Vincent Rogers, by the way, retired today. Signed a one-day contract with the Red Blacks, Red Blacks and retired. He had kind of an injury-riddled tenure with the Elks. But the a lot of stuff going on with the green and gold these days for sure. Okay. A lot of stuff going on with the Edmonton Oilers. They're back in the win column. Three in a row. And Evander Kane has indeed joined the team. He spoke this morning. We had some good discussion in the first hour of the show. Uh, he comes with a lot of baggage. And he was asked about the reputation of perhaps being a disruptive teammate.
1: I understand the the narrative, and and, it, and it's easy to look at me just because, um, you know, the storylines have always been, you know, I've been the disruptive one or whatnot. And, um, you know, to, to say that uh, everybody in the locker room I didn't get along with, that, that would be just incredibly false. You know, it's, it's less than a handful of guys, but it goes both ways, um, you know, When there's leaks coming from your dressing room uh, in the media, I wouldn't say that's necessarily a good act of leadership or being a productive teammate. So, And they definitely didn't come from me. So, uh, you know, again, uh, I'm not really too focused on the past, what happened in San Jose. Right now, today, I'm here. I'm excited to be in Edmonton Oil. I'm excited to play with two of the best players in the world, this entire group of guys um, that have obviously worked hard and, uh, you know, Got, got themselves into a great position um, to make the playoffs here and and I'm excited to add to that
0: Alright, so that was Kane's response to that question I'll let you uh, think what you will about that Dave Tippett was asked who's Kane going to play with? Will he be with McDavid or Dreisaitl? Just with both of them. <laughs> Just put them all, all together <laughs>
1: Like I said to Jim last night, we're, we're, the salt shakers are out here. We, we'll, we'll talk a little bit. Evander and I have talked a little bit so far. You
0: know, just kind of, we're getting some, with getting Nuge and Hyman back, it's helped our group now with uh, adding Evander here. We'll, uh, we'll go on the road. We'll, uh, we'll just kind of work with each other and see where the best fit is. Well, the Oilers healthier now, as you know, Nugent Hyman have returned recently. We talked in the summer that it appeared on paper the Oilers were going to have the best top nine that they've had in a while. Despite the struggles with the depth scoring, I still think that that's that's true. And now they add Kane to that. From a hockey standpoint, no question he is going to help and he is what the Oilers need. Shuffle things around a little bit. Maybe Fogler Yamamoto is going to move down in the lineup to the third line tomorrow against the Canadians. 3.30 face-off show game at 5 here on 6.30, Chet. Then in Ottawa on Monday, new contract for Nick Holden, the St. Albert kid who plays for the Senators. He's next. My goodness, it's bounced by Bon Jovi. Well, the Oilers have bounced back to win three in a row after going 0-5-2 in their previous seven games. Montreal tomorrow, Ottawa on Monday. So they will be facing Senators defenseman Nick Holden. Nick, welcome to Inside Sports. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Yourself? I'm doing very well. It's a good time to have you on the show because you are in the news cycle as uh, as people like to say. Uh, you get a one-year contract extension here with the Ottawa Senators. Just tell me about this and what it means to you.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, the the point that I'm in my career, it's uh, exciting uh, to have the opportunity to, to sign mid-season and uh, know that I'll be uh, able to play next year again and I uh, couldn't be happier to to re-sign with this team uh, in Ottawa. Here.
0: Yeah, well, and uh, you know, obviously, a team that's uh, sort of in a spot here where I think fair to say you guys are trying to to, to build something. Uh, how, how do you feel it's going there? I mean, the results aren't always there, I suppose, but you've had some good wins along the way. How do you sort of characterize the season to this point?
2: Yeah, I think uh, since kind of mid mid December. Uh, I think we've started to play, uh, and and figure out how we need to play, uh, to win consistently. And, um, early on this year, I think, uh, we got into some COVID, uh, trouble early on and then, uh, couldn't get a real flow into, into the season. And, uh, I think since, since we've had that, uh, it's been good. And like I said, we are finding uh, out the right way to play, uh, for our group uh, to be able to uh, to give ourselves a chance to win every night. And so if we can continue to do that, I think um, we'll be con- competitive and, and give ourselves a chance uh, each and every night.
0: Well, and uh, one guy who helped you win a game was your fellow uh, Edmonton area product, uh, Tyler Ennis, who got a hat trick. Uh, tell us about uh, seeing Ennis uh, get that done. And it was, I guess, kind of dramatic fashion, so to speak, he got the third goal.
2: Yeah, it was, uh, it's awesome for him. He's obviously a guy that came in this year without a contract. worked his way uh, through training camp and was able to sign with us. And, uh, he, he's been all over the net and all over getting opportunities. He just hasn't been able to put the puck in. So, uh, the other day against Buffalo, it was great to see him, uh, get three and get rewarded. And, uh, he, he definitely uh, waited till his last shift and last opportunity to to get that but uh we were real happy for him to to be able to score that goal and uh i know that always helps confidence when uh when you're able to put the puck in
0: but there was nobody there to throw hats that kind of yeah we off. had uh
2: we had our backup goalie uh forsberg he threw his hat uh, i thought about throwing my helmet on the ice but um <laughs> i don't think uh And this was too worried about uh, people not being able to throw a hat uh, for him. But uh, it's definitely a little different not having fans in the building, but um, we're making do.
0: Right on. Nick Holden from the Ottawa Senators joining us tonight. He recently got a one-year contract extension with the team. You know, Nick, I'm excited to talk to you because I I should say this might not be the first time we've talked. I can't remember for sure, but, I worked in Lloyd Minster and covered the AJHL's Blazers and Bobcats from 2000 to 2007. So when you came in with Camrose and Sherwood park, we may have done an interview after a game in the hallway of the, uh, of the civic center. But, uh, I, I, lo- I love, the guys who uh, go through uh, the AJHL and the guys I, uh, I saw play, even if my memory's a little foggy back, uh, several years. I mean, tell us a little bit about that time in your life and, uh, I mean I don't know if you were thinking about making the NHL from, from 04 to 06, but uh, take us back to that time.
2: Yeah, no, uh I didn't I didn't uh at that time didn't have any real aspiration of uh, I'd say the NHL. Uh, it was more so um just trying to get to the next level um of of hockey and, and seeing where the game would take me. And um I had just kind of gotten back into competitive hockey i played all three years of my midget in st albert and so got an opportunity uh, to play a few games the one year uh, my 17 year old year my last year midget with camrose and then uh, the next year played the full season camrose insured park split and um yeah at that time i was just really really enjoying uh trying to push myself get to the next level um again it wasn't a an NHL dream at that point, it was more just trying to uh, play the best that I could at that level and and see if I could maybe get to the next level, which at the time was trying to get a scholarship. And then over the summer, switched over to going to the Western Hockey League. And um, I think for me, that was a great way to to see it uh, instead of looking too far ahead and, and looking for say the NHL or something like that, I was able to really enjoy, uh, the junior, uh, experience and, uh, had a lot of fun playing there.
0: So when did you start to believe that the NHL could be achievable?
2: Um, I'm not even sure, uh, until I really got there that, uh, I believe that, the, the NHL was achievable. It was, it was more just played well, say in my mid to triple. And then I played well when I got an opportunity in junior A and then went to the Western League as a 19 year old and a 20 year old. And, um, after my 20 year old season was able to, uh, sign a contract with Columbus and at that time, uh, obviously you're getting close. And so I was excited about that. Um, and so I, again, it was just about trying to push myself to, to keep getting to the next level. And then, you know, I uh, ended up spending five years in the, in the minors. And, um, at that time, you just don't know, you're thinking, okay, well, maybe this is where I'm stalling out here, but, um, yeah, eventually got a, a good opportunity and just trying to keep playing and, and again, keep pushing myself uh, each and every day.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it's uh, it's going pretty well for you. I mean, uh, well over 500 games in the NHL now, which is pretty cool. I-, I want to ask you this one: What was the most exhausting bus ride in the Alberta Junior League?
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good one. Probably going up to Fort Mac or Grand Prairie. Uh, those ones always seem to be longer. And they uh, Fort Mac had a good team, so you knew when you are going up there, you're going to be in for uh, a good battle. So. Um, I'd say probably those road trips were, uh, were the long, hard ones.
0: Yeah. And, uh, now I believe you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong here, because I'm, I'm trying to remember my AJ history as we go. (laughs) Were you, were you with the Kodiaks, uh, against Weyburn when they upset you guys in the national final? So that was my, the
2: year that, uh, I had gone to their camp Okay, uh, and I I was kind of their one of their last D cuts. And so I ended up getting to play some games at the end of that year. Um, I would have played midget triple, played a few games up with them. And then I was around their team uh, when they won uh, the AJ and the Doyle. And then uh, they went to Weyburn and I received a call from Boris um, two days into the tournament at RBC. And he said, Hey, one of our D went down. Have you been skating? Uh, can you come play? And so I was able to play a few games in, in the RBC down there. And it was, uh, an incredible experience.
0: Yeah. Well, it just didn't quite, uh, end the way you guys would have liked, I guess, but yeah, some, some awesome teams there in, in, <laughs> yeah,
2: that sure. was a that was, was a that, crazy. end. was that
0: the <laughs> weird goal that got poked in, in the last minute? I'm sorry to yep. bring this up, but okay. <laughs> no, no, not a problem. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It was, uh, yeah, it was a crazy, uh, Crazy, crazy play. I bet you, you do that uh, a thousand times and that'll only happen once. And um, for for me, it was, I wasn't playing that game. I was just, uh, I was scratched and watching, uh, but just watching the the emotion uh, from the guys, I think for me, it was a little different, obviously not being on the team all year and uh, everything, but the the blood sweating, and, and then eventually the tears that came, uh, with that ending, uh, was a, a good learning experience for me. And, uh, it was for them, not, not a great ending, but, uh, it was a great time, uh, in my hockey career and, and a great memory for me.
0: So, I mean, when you look back on just that whole time in your life, and, and as you said it, like, you didn't know you were going to make the NHL. I mean, some guys, you know, the McDavid's and Matthews, of the worlds they know when they're 16, 17, where they're headed, you know, yeah. you know, so like when you look back on that, do you, do you kind of appreciate some of the mentors you had or those learning experiences uh, a- along the way? Cause your experience would be totally different than some of the high draft picks.
2: Yeah. I mean, obviously uh different path. And I think that's always uh, something that I try and if I'm asked uh, kind of advice or whatever is just to, to really enjoy where you're at. Uh, not everybody's path is going to be the same. Um, like you said, some guys, uh, McDavid's like Matthew, those kind of guys, elite, super elite players. Um, I, I, they enjoy their process and I've, I've enjoyed every step. Uh, sometimes you want to be in a different level. You want to be, uh, say in the NHL earlier than you, than you are. Or, you want to be in junior eight earlier than you are. And, uh, it's just not, uh, not where you're supposed to be. And so just make sure I, I tried to always just enjoy where I was and, uh, I'm still doing that to, to this day.
0: Yeah. Well, the uh, attitude is important, man. And it sounds like you got the right one for sure. Well, this was awesome to catch up with you. Uh, so you got a game coming up tomorrow or are there on, uh, they it's so, it, it's so weird. Uh, Nick, because, um, and I, and I know you haven't been a Senator obviously for the entire time, but, uh, Ottawa's done pretty well against the Oilers except for last year. <laughs> what, yeah. But to won every game.
2: Yeah. So going, when we played in Edmonton, uh, some of the guys were just talking about, uh, last year and they're just like, Oh man, these guys beat up on us every single game. And so when we were able to come back and win that game, uh, afterwards in the room, the boys were pretty fired up. So, Um, for me, I mean, I I always love playing the Oilers because obviously growing up watching them, uh, it's, it's pretty cool to, to be able to play against them. And, um, yeah, it's always a fun, fun game. And now obviously they got some pretty elite players on their team. So always a good challenge, uh, trying to defend those guys.
0: All right, Nick, thank you so much for your time. All the best. Absolutely. Thank you. That is St. Albert native Ottawa Senators defenseman Nick Holden checking in tonight on Inside Sports. we got a football love story in the next half hour. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.